Smith and welcome to Enlightened Empowered Evolved. I believe everyone's doing well and everything is unfolding perfectly. I'm excited yet again. I'm 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 doubly excited today because after I read this brother's bio, um man, before I tell you his name, I just want to let me put on these glasses because I don't want to miss anything. Before I tell you his name, I want to I want to highlight a few things first. A graduate of Florida AM University. He holds a bachelor's degree in psychology, 10 years experience in delivering academic success presentations to grades K through 12, working in grade schools, college campuses, juvenile divergent programs, correctional institutions, religious communities, homeless shelters, and foster homes. Over the past 14 years, he's dedicated himself to studying the history and culture of the African diaspora, Diaspora, founder of On the Shoulders of Giants, Inc., author of The Shoulder of Giants, Volume 1 through 4, co-founder of the Freedom Train Podcast Network, introducing you, Joseph A. Ward. Appreciate you, yes, brother. Sir. Thank you. Yes, Thank you for yes, having I, me, bro. Yes, I had to say all that, man, because yes, sir, I appreciate it. There's so much going on. So how 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 are you, man? Man, look, I'm I'm tired, but it's a good kind of tired because I've been I've been in my community doing my best to help make things better. Um, right. Day and night, day job, night job, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm trying to make sure that I improve myself, but also give back to the community that nurtured me. So I'm 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 a bit tired, but it's a good tired. It's nothing I need to complain about. Right, right. We're on the same we're on the same vibe right now because I've been working all day, work twelve hours um, today, but this right here is just giving me some energy just oh yeah as the closer it got to to 6 p.m pacific and i believe it's nine where you are in yeah the, in the east eastern where are you located by the way tallahassee florida still here okay. at the home of fam you so still, okay. i'm born yeah. and raised here y'all got them alligators out there huh <laughs> everywhere <laughs> alligators snakes whatever you need <laughs> yeah yeah but uh let's just get right into it man so you're a graduate of florida am a and M University. Okay, we just gonna do a, a little highlight on every little thing I mentioned here. All right. So, what inspired you to 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 seek out further education and 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 going to A and M University, uh, you know per se, and in and then pursuing a degree in psychology? What what sparked okay. that? Yeah. So yeah, this is a story right here. All right. So, All right. I'm a, I'm a I'm a fam you baby. 
And what I mean by that is my mother is from Gainesville, Florida. My dad is from Jacksonville, Florida. They met at FAMU and they started a relationship. And, you know, uh, I'm the I'm the fourth. I'm my I'm both my parents youngest, but I'm the second out of four. So my oldest brother and I, we basically grew up on FAMU campus. My mom is a football fanatic and a FAMU fanatic. And my dad also taught by African-American history on FAMU for 20 years. And so, like, I, that's why I say we fam you, baby. So I'm talking about from the homecoming parades to the football games, to the academic presentations, to hanging out at the engineering school. Like, we grew up all things fam you, all things HBCU. Um, I, I only really looked at PWIs as football programs because the, I guess you could say, the academic excellence of HBCUs was ingrained in me early on. Uh, from my mom and my dad, but also just able to see intelligent black people around um, around Tallahassee, around the campus. That really inspired me. So I never really thought about myself not going to college because here in Tallahassee is a college town. So it's if you don't think about going to college, that's because maybe something diverted that. But for the most part, uh, most of us, we go to college because FAMU is here. Uh, Florida State University is here as well. So it's a college town, but it's, you know, on our side of town, because we're literally, we're literally separated by railroad tracks, like literally. And on our side, it's all about them rattlers. And we we love our, our HBCU. Uh, we love it enough to criticize it and we love it enough to give back. And so even now, um, my day job, I do uh, HIV AIDS, education, prevention, training and testing. Um, yes. So I do a lot of my work on FAMU campus and I, I try to make sure that I I direct my work in a way that empowers the, the college students. Um, I learn, I'll try to learn from them because I feel I learned over the years that if I if I learn from them, I could better help them by learning from them. So I, I do that. So I, I try to give back to FAMU in as many ways as possible. But the psychology story. Oh, man. All right. So. My my college story is the reason why you should prepare your children for college. Um, even like I say, even though growing up in the college atmosphere, I was never really prepared to actually go to college. It was the expect expectation, but not the preparation. So when I got to FAMU, I had no idea what I wanted to study academically. Um the attempt was to play football. That didn't work. I didn't even understand the paperwork and all the technical stuff that went into that. Nobody talked about that. I could play, but the paperwork, it, it was just, it was a lot. So we just, we kind of let that one go. But I had no idea what I wanted to study in college because I was also a bit, a bit lost after football because my whole life had been, I'm going to go to the NFL. I'm going to go to the NFL. And then after that, it was no preparation for anything else. So I'm kind of lost. And uh, it's a, it's a silly what I'm about to say, but I saw agricultural business engineering. And so I told one young lady that, yeah, my major is agricultural business engineering. And the way she looked at me and started flirting, I'm like, okay, this is a good line to use. And so I literally chose my first major agricultural business engineering because I thought it was going to be good to help me get the ladies. It's crazy. And viewers, children do not do that. But that's what happens when you have somebody in college that is not prepared for college and has right. no direction in college. But it, but so it from out. there, 
Right, right. It did. Now, I grew up uh, as uh, maturing and growing up, I found occupational therapy, but that really wasn't what I was interested in. But I found that psychology program and that was, oh man, my whole life changed. That opened my mind. Um, My freshman year, I had taken a black psychology course and I also took a regular psychology course, but that black psychology course kind of stuck with me. Uh, Shout out to Professor K.K. Cambone. He's a legend in the black psychology field. Um, So taking those classes, getting into FAMU psychology program. I didn't know it then, but FAMU psychology program is one of, if not the only African-centered psychology program in the country. And so I was, I was learning what psychology is as a field. I was learning psychology from the black perspective, but also learning the psychology of racism and white supremacy. So being able to have a, a, an understanding of the why and the mindset behind the why of what happens to us as far as being affected by white supremacy, racism, uh, how it affects them and how it affects us, but also how it affects us being able to fight back, unite and empower ourselves. And so um, FAMU left the lasting impression on me. It prepared me for the world. I tell anybody, yeah, you might go through some, some rough stuff at these HBCUs. They might not have all that stuff together, but if you, if you, Go in with the intention to come out the best you can. You're going to be prepared for the world. And if you surround yourself with the right people, that means your friends and the right tutors, the right mentors, the right professors, you will be an excellent person because there are a lot of people who come from HBCUs who excel in life. And, you know, I shout out to all of them, but I do want, I want the best of the best to go to HBCUs. because I know the experience that I had, fam, you wrap their arms around me and I know HBCUs and as a whole will do that to other people. So yes. Oh man, thank you for breaking that down, man. It's so inspiring just listening to you, man, and Appreciate just listening to the way you articulate that, man. And you know, even rewind it back a bit when you said it might sound a little funny, um, the way you came about, you know, finding your 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 focus and your major and all that. Um, nothing really surprises me nowadays because I believe that everything is a bridge to where we're gonna go, no yeah. matter what kind of funny way it it appears at first, but I, I've lived long enough to to know that it can it can seem strange at first how you get a, a idea or how your intuition might lead you or how you know something your mind might be focused on, like you said, the, the women at that time. But then it's still because of your intentions, it's still mm-hmm. cleared out. The path cleared out, right. and, and you still got there. Yeah. So yeah. That's that's amazing, man. So let's move forward. So you have 10 years experience delivering academic success presentations. How yes. that come about? How how did that come about? And how is that going? Oh, uh, man. So for the past 14 years, I've taught uh, HIV AIDS prevention and sexual and domestic violence prevention. Uh, eight years for the Florida Department of Health here in Tallahassee and Leon County. And then for the since 2017, I, I worked for an organization called Neighborhood Medical Center. Um, so how did that come about? Opportunity, yes. man. Shout out. I want okay. to take this opportunity. Shout out to my man, Sam Carter. Every time I get an opportunity, I shout this man out. He has changed my life. Sam Carter. So many young black men's lives. I mean, there's, there's I, I'm thinking of hundreds of black men who probably could have been dead or in jail, but because of this man, we are doing something with ourselves. So, um I was coming out of college, coming out of college, I was uh, throwing newspaper, throwing newspapers, you know, doing a newspaper delivery for the local newspaper here and still trying to find my way, still trying to come up in life. I'm talking about I'm so broke. 
I, I'm so broke. And me and my roommates, we're so broke. We don't even have two dollars to get hamburgers going through the drive-throughs. We so broke, you know. I, and I'm not laughing I'm, because you were broke. I'm laughing because, right? You know, this common narrative. It, uh, me, me too, man. And I used to throw newspapers. Sorry about cutting you off, but oh, no, you, you just all you can do is laugh about it now. I mean, it yeah. wasn't funny, but at the same time, if you don't laugh, you gotta laugh to keep from crying in those, in those situations. So no, that's do. the only reason why um, it, no, it brings me joy to, to be able to look back and say, man, look how far we've we've come, you know, yes. and, and and we still were able to be resilient. We resilient people to be able to come from those, um, you know, those right. dire situations and still flourish, you know. Right. No, so no, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I understand. Now you good, but um, that job, that job, that newspaper job, it it instilled in me critical thinking, problem solving skills, survival, and um, discipline, because I had to throw newspapers between two and five in the morning. You had to be there every, when I say every day, it was literally every day. You miss a day, you don't get paid. Rain, shine, sleet, or snow. I've thrown newspapers and hurricanes, all type of weather. So Sam Carter, I'm going up to him one day. We have mutual friends. We're hanging out. I tell him, I ask him, hey, I got a college degree. Uh, are you all hiring? He was working at the health department. Are you all, are, are you all hiring? At the time, they wasn't hiring. He said, hey, I get back with you. You know, we all heard that before, man. You know, I check and I get back with you. Six months passed, he actually got back with me. And I started working for the health department. Um, challenged myself. I had I knew nothing about HIV AIDS prevention. The only thing I knew about sexual and domestic violence prevention was I didn't like that it existed. And um, when I heard about it, I wanted to do something about it. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something about it. So... I got, I was put in charge of creating this program and making this program happen. And I had to tailor this program toward black people because my target population uh, within, within the state of Florida at that time, the target population for people who had the highest rates of HIV AIDS were black males. Right. And so um, the black community period was our target. So I had to take this information that was given to me by uh, or white, people from a white background and tailor it to a black background, but also simultaneously doing HIV AIDS presentation and sexual domestic violence presentations, going into schools. I went into a school one day, seven periods, uh, and it was one of the, my coworkers. She had been doing a job for a while. She was more comfortable. She had to leave early that day. She had to leave around first period. I have seven periods. I had no idea what I was doing, but all I had to do, all I knew was I had to do this. So experiences like that, like learning on the fly, um, learning to um, master my information. Uh, right. I always tell people, become a nerd about the stuff that you're passionate about. If it's something that you're doing, know the ins and outs of it, because uh, now it has helped me to become you know, at the top of my field. Like I, I know this stuff like the back of my hand, but I, I don't let ego get a part of me. Still an open cut, ready to, ready to learn more. But what I loved about this is it, it taught me how it made me, this job, this job made me a man. It made me grow up. It made me take responsibility. It made me look, it made me take a critical look because the supervisor that I had, made, they made me take a critical look at how I was serving people and analyze, is it, is it effective? Because if it's not effective, then we need to do something to make it effective. So that's what I really love about this academic success that I've been doing for these past 10 to 14 years and, and why I look forward to doing stuff like this for the rest of my life. 
man, it just, just listening to you, man, what I get out of it too is, first of all, you're a man of integrity. I can tell that. And your heart's in the right place. And number two, number, number three um, is you have this ability to, uh, like you said, you, in your words, learn on the fly. That means you can adapt and mm -hmm. just adjust yourself. And basically, you don't even have to have all the knowledge. You're collecting the knowledge as you're going along. And I believe right. that's a, a great asset and a, and a great uh, character trait to have, man. And I just appreciate you, um, appreciate you know, that. just <clears throat> setting that example to someone like me and, and, and whoever else uh, uh, is listening and watching, um, especially other other young black men um, that are afraid to to do something or don't don't know right. what they want to do, but but kind of know what they want to do, and they they can just go in that direction. They pick it up, just learn, yep. just learn, yep. be just ambitious, be be curious, like you said, become a nerd on what right. you're passionate about, and that's what I have done in regards to to this show is just become a nerd in about be, uh, about it because. I love talking to people and I love learning. Mm -hmm. I want to learn. Like this is to me, it's part of my school. Like right. I enjoy, I didn't go to college, but I, I, I educate myself, me, meaning I read um, all the time and then talk to people that know, get different perspectives. I'm open. You know, I'm not the type of person that just is shut off to everything that people say, even if it doesn't resonate me, resonate with me at that particular time, I'm still going to take it in consideration and maybe do some research on what they said, especially yep. if it's a new idea or a new concept to me, you know, and yep. I just enjoy learning. Um, I, I think I have that in common with you. I love learning. Yes, but sir. as far as um, jumping into to something that I don't know and just being able to adapt as quick as you, I, I think you got me on that one. I mean, it's not a contest, but this this right. elevates me, you know, to, right. okay, I need to step my game up some more, you know, so I can incorporate some of those. Uh, I got you. Yeah, iron sharpens it, it, iron. So I appreciate you uh, already, man, just uh, inspiring me already, man. Okay, <laughs> and I, I appreciate, appreciate that. You. And I knew that was the reason why I reached out to you. I knew <laughs> I felt that energy. So let's move uh, forward. So you've worked in, in, in colleges. You've worked in, in just different programs, correctional facilities and, and foster homes. That That's that's amazing. And, and just all these opportunities are opening up to you because of of um of of who you are in 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 the wisdom the knowledge the perspectives the education that you have and just the type of person that you are and I, I firmly believe that man that you you can attract to yourself um um any opportunity that yes, you, that you set your mind to I already can see that so yes, over the past 14 years you've dedicated yourself to studying um the history and culture of African diaspora. Um, so what you did mention something about your father, but what really drove you into that, um, you know, studying the history and the so, culture of, 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 of African black okay. people. Um, so I, I, I like telling the story and I don't like telling the story and I, you'll see why as I tell it, but I, I always say my joke for school is always my three favorite classes was PE, history, and lunch. And I say lunch because if the high school I went to is one of those high schools where lunch was a course, you got to use your mind to make it to the end of lunch. You know, it was it was a rough school. Uh -oh. So, but history has always been one of my favorite courses. If I you know outside of PE, of course, but history was my. That's the that's the one class that I'm paying attention to. I'm listening. I'm I, I'm studying it on my own. I'm binge watching the History Channel. All these things here. 
Um, fast forward, I'm I'm still a history nerd. I'm a black history nerd. Right. That's what I do. I study it on my own time. Um, Can I stop you health. right there? Are you Go familiar ahead. with? Uh, excuse me. Are you familiar with Anthony Brower? Yes. Brower? Yes. 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 Brower. Love listening to that brother man yes. in regards to uh, ancient Kemet and. Yep. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> that no, just sparked as soon as you said that. Right. Just, no, yeah. you're fine. You're fine. Right. Um, but working for the health department at the time, um, I, I had a chance to go into one of the. It was an alternative school, an all girls school, which was pre- predominantly black. I had a chance to go into that school once a week and give whatever information I wanted to teach. But the basis of it was safe sex information. But whatever information I wanted to teach, because I'm going throughout a year. I can't teach safe sex throughout the year. So I started using my brain to start developing curriculums and stuff. And one of the icebreaker activities that I had was, you know, the the game where you'll write somebody's name on the card. You can't show the card. You just have to give attributes to that person and describe yes. that person. have to say the name. So yes. this particular day, I've done this everywhere and it worked everywhere. This particular day, I go into this school. The name Harriet Tubman is on the cards. Now, Harriet Tubman is one of my top five favorite figures from uh, right. Black history, African history, just for what she did. So strong, I'm strong thinking, queen. yes, right. Right. but I'm thinking, all right, I'm born in the 80s, raised in the 90s. Right. I'm, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like that. Right. So I, in my mind, everybody knows who Harriet Tubman is. Right. Of going course. into this school day, I just knew everything was going to work. I started passing out the cards. One young lady get the card. She, hey, Mr. Joseph, who is this lady? Oh, that's Harriet Tubman. I just walked away. She's like, hold up, hold up. No, for real. Who is she? What she did? And I'm like, you for real? And I'm thinking she, I'm thinking she playing. I give her another card. Yeah, I'm thinking everybody should know Underground Railroad. Come on. Right. I'm thinking <laughs> she just messing with me because it'd be hard to describe what going to the second class. The same thing happened. Who is this lady? Third class. Who is this lady? Remind you, this is seven consecutive classes. And not one young, not one young lady in none of these classes, and it's about 20 young ladies in each class. None of them knew who Harriet Tubman was. I was pissed. Right. I'm talking about I was so pissed. That's that's probably one of the worst days I had at work because I went home defeated. Like, what the hell is going on out here? Like, it what do you mean you don't know what these Harriet programs Tubman out here? For, yeah, I get it. So man. talking to one of my mentors, Mr. Keith Turner. Um, he, he was, uh, one of the ones who helped me learn a lot of black history that I know. So just telling him about what happened, like, well, what you going to do about it? Well, out of that conversation came on the shoulders of giants and that was around 2012, 2013. So on the shoulders of giants, it started as just a blog to, uh, have you ever heard of the historian J.A. Rogers? J.A. Rogers. Yes. Uh, off the top of my head. No. What, okay. what did he talk about? Did he did is he the one that did he have anything to do with uh they came before Columbus? No, 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 no. no. That's uh the came before Columbus. That's uh um uh, that's Ivan Van Serderman. Oh no. okay, so, yeah. Okay, but, but he definitely influenced by Ivan. But J.A. Rogers is he's he did the books World's Greatest Men in Color, World's Greatest Men of Color one and two. Basically, okay. his angle was like like what I do, he teaches about the different figures, the different people throughout the African diaspora. So he and was what the was first those things one, again? I'm sorry. Uh, J. A. Rogers. J. A. Rogers. Okay, and, and, he, and then, he he wrote. Okay, go ahead. Uh, world's greatest men of color. 
And if you just type that in "world's greatest men of color," you'll see the different volumes. But he has he has the plethora of books, but those are two okay. of two of the most prominent books. Uh, right, "World's Greatest you. Men of Color," Volume One and Two, no problem. And the other gentleman was Ivan Van Sertima. He okay. did that came before Columbus. Yeah, yeah, I do have that book. I do have it. Yes. and uh, I, it's been yes. it's been a few years since I picked it up, but yeah, yep. So, so Jay, basically, I I'm a digital version of J.A. Rogers. I, I ain't gonna lie, I be this style, but I be this style for a reason because I wanted to make sure that our young people have access to the the stories and the history of our heroes of the African diaspora. Right. The right. sung and unsung heroes. There I've I've been doing I've been doing the strong since 2014, almost 10 years now. And I've learned so many stories. You can't tell me. That's why Enlightening Power Evolved. Right. Even, even when we have stories of our heroes and our ancestors that even in the face of the most heinous acts of uh, atrocities that right. happened to mankind during, during the height of slavery, Right. You still found individuals who were able to empower themselves and and enrich themselves and free themselves. One of my favorite stories is a um I saw on my channel Madison Washington. It's called the uh the Creole Revolt or the Creole Uprising. It's one of the um one of the books that's written about it. Even Frederick Douglass written about him. But he his his uprising was about a couple years or a couple months after the Amistad uprising, and basically. Right. He, it was a man driven by love and freedom. He wanted to make sure he free himself, but free his wife because he couldn't see himself being free without his wife. He uh, was in Canada, uh, came back down to Virginia, uh, to, to, to New Orleans, excuse me, and he was recaptured, put on a slave ship. He led the revolt on the slave ship, freed himself, freed 144 other people. And it just so happened that his wife was one of those 144 people on the ship. He didn't even know it. She didn't know it. It's like a his story is like like Django and Amistad put together. Right, right. But but stuff like that, you know. Yeah, see, that's necessary too. And I'm glad that you you're an advocate for really putting out that that history of um our heroes and because within within um our history, African history, black history, there are a lot of stories like that where um people just think oh everybody was just docile and stayed and no yeah. we have a lot no, of stuff no, no, that no, they no. don't put out there and uh unfortunately a lot of our history is being shown um on on tv and written by our uh people who have oppressed us you know and mm -hmm. by the power so the true stories it might they might take a segment of a true story and then but but the narrative is usually the same it's you, you don't see um too many heroes now now in Django you did you saw that but that happened all the time I forgot right. see I'm I'm terrible with names but there was another a guy that was in Mexico uh 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 um, Yanga. yeah oh yes that he, that he led in he he yep. had his own like town that they didn't yep. even want to yep. go Yanga town yep yeah, yep. they didn't want to yep. go near him, and I found right. out that too um, uh, by a Mexican friend of mine that his wife is from that area, and there's mm -hmm. lots of uh, African people still there that speak yep. Spanish, and it's yep. a, it's amazing. But when we know our history, we can we can uh, not, not only does it, it 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 sets us up for the future, and and it gives us some sense of pride about ourselves. Not only to just think that it was just 
this way of what we saw in the traditional history books. And so I think it's just amazing that you really getting those focusing in on those individual stories, those names, those great people and just getting it out there, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just want to share something with you while, while we're on here. But right now I'm reading a okay. book. Now, this doesn't have anything with uh, with to do with black history. Well, as a as a main focus, but it, it's, mm -hmm. it's basically about how a plan to improve ourselves and pick ourselves up as a unit economically. Yes, I'm I'm reviewing that book. Right. I just started reviewing that book right now on my channel. No, that that book goes. It goes yeah. with the history because Dr. Right. Anderson Claude he Anderson. does a great yeah. job of giving a historical breakdown of what of he breaks down how, how racism, slavery right. and white supremacy psychologically, physically, emotionally, any all areas of human activity, how, how it broke us. But it's also right. how we can build ourselves back up. That is a critical book. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the middle of it right now. I love listening to uh Dr. Claude Anderson. He, I mean, yeah, man, he he's a real educated. Uh, he was working. Um, he's worked in the government and all that, yep. man. So he knows did some work right here in Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that very educated man. And I I would uh this although this segment is about you, I would invite people read to pick his, up book. his book. Yeah, read get that power book. Yes. book. He also has a book entitled uh white wealth black uh yeah uh labels. white label white white label i mean white yeah white black black label white wealth white yes. wealth yes yeah. and i haven't excellent picked that book. one up yet but i'm going to that right after i get finished with this oh one. that's so excellent that's book. amazing well. yes yes man see told you that yeah there we go but yeah man i appreciate that so you also are the co-founder of the freedom train podcast yes. now when did you come up with this podcast and what what do you uh basically what do you focus on, on this podcast or is it just whatever you know okay so uh myself and my friend patrick irvin uh we i created uh well we created the freedom train network around the same time on the shows of james was created uh um, right. i wanted to have a black history platform but we wanted a platform to talk about black issues and so that's why we call it the Freedom Train Network, because the overall goal is uh, media designed to free our minds. Oh, and so that, that's the whole, that was, that's the whole tagline that. going on. So we, we're going through a bit of rebranding on it as far as some of the shows, but we do have right. two shows going on right now, the Enigma Sept Hour and Shelby's World Live or SW Podcast Live. So those two, shout out to Shelby and Enigma. So those shows are going on, on there, but uh, we've had economic shows. Uh, I've done sports shows. Uh, Patrick is very, very uh, studied and very analytical. So he does, he did his uh, show where he kind of do breakdowns, what's called lessons from the screen, where he break down all type of information for us and make it palatable. Uh, my friend, Carl Tone Jones, he has the office hours on there. Uh, we've had all type of shows on there. And so we, like I said, we are going through some rebranding, but the, the thing was we needed our own platforms. We needed our own media networks. I got tired of people saying, well, we need our own stuff. Everybody saying our story, but I tell them our story. All right, well, I created a network for us. And we're always looking for podcasters to be on the network. But the whole right. purpose of it for, well, let me restate it. I didn't create it. Patrick and I created it. And we created the podcast network because we wanted to give Black America a voice, another right, voice, right, another right. opportunity, another platform to to get out intelligent information. Yeah, we can have fun. We know the edutainment. But I wanted something literally to help free our minds because we got a lot of negativity and enough stuff out there that's making right. us look bad. How can we 
get enlightened, empowered, so we can evolve. Yes, I love that. You just said my my favorite words right there. So That's before, right. uh, and thank you, by the way, again, I can't thank you enough, man. You just, you schooling no us, you educating us, you enlightening us, you uh, it, it, just amazing, man. Just, just in this short talk, and I appreciate you so much, man, for coming on here and just not even knowing who I am and just, just, uh, being willing to to talk with me, man. I appreciate that so much. No but before we go, <clears throat> how can people uh reach you? Can you give me give us some some of your links while we're here? Of course, okay. I'll incorporate them in, but while we're here, we're down to about about two more minutes. So all right. So the best the best way to catch me if you want to see me is my YouTube channel on the shoulders of giants, uh youtube.com backslash on the shoulders, the numeral one on the shoulders one. My email on the shoulders one at gmail.com instagram on the shoulders one facebook on the shoulders of giants or uh joseph ward um instagram i think i'm the real joe ward i mean excuse me tiktok i think i'm the real joe ward but those are the best ways but if you really really want to catch me catch me on my, my youtube channel on the shoulders of giants shoulders of giants thank you very much and like i said before i will make sure all those links are incorporated um when when i upload this video and it'll also be on all the uh the audible uh, platforms too, you know, the, yes, the Spotify's and all that. And so thank you once again, Joseph A. Ward, no ladies you. and gentlemen, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I have here on Enlightened yes, Power Evolve. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, comment, whatever platform you're watching, listening to this on, and check out the website also, 333empower.com. So, yes, thank you very much. I send love and appreciation to everyone and see you soon.